Welcome to The Dialogue, the podcast of the College of Arts and Sciences at Lehigh University. My name is Augustin Ripa, and today we're talking about the arts. For years, being human was defined in many ways, including the ability to make tools. It was thought that humankind was the only creature in all of creation that could make tools until Jane Goodall observed you know, the, the primates were using tools. They were using forks and they were eating the ants out of the pile with these forks. Suddenly, there was only one thing left that made humans different from all others. Humans made art. Unless we discover that the dolphins are telling poetic stories to each other, we hang on to the idea that we humans, the nature of being human, is to create things for their sole beautiful purpose. Utilitarian? Not necessarily. The utility is the beauty. So by definition, humans are artistic. Artists make things. Sculptures, poems, dramas, symphonies. What we also know about being human is that change is inevitable. We will change. If you're a prospective student to Lehigh, you may be saying to yourself, my goodness, the next four years will hold change. If you've been a college graduate and you're out in the world now, you know that the world is full of change. Change is inevitable, change is normal, and making directive changes, taking charge of change in one's life is a hallmark of success. Certainly college is a place to change. Now, if you're a prospective student, for instance, you've decided maybe to go to college. What you decided not to do was to go to trade school, although you expect that at the end of your college days you'll be employable, well employable, all high students tend to be. But if you decide to major in this or that subject, what you'll find is you can't just study that subject. You have to study a range of things. And today I'd like to talk about how studying the arts while you're in college and while you continue your journey well afterwards can prepare you for the inevitable change and creatively engaging decision-making for the inevitable change that is ahead. Most arts programs in college have two goals. They want to prepare their majors the, as well as they possibly can, either for professional engagement immediately after school or for further study, grad school, for instance. But another very important goal of all arts programs in college, or the studying of arts in general, is to exert what we like to think of as a humanizing and a liberalizing influence on people. I, I, I remember in my days, I started college as a pre-med student and literally changed while I was in the mid-course and became a theater person, an actor, a director. I didn't know that where that would take me. It took me to becoming a college professor and an active artist. I direct plays, I, I act in them occasionally. So who are students of the arts? Well, everybody. And that's the point. Getting out of college without having expressed your creativity, without having exposed yourself to the art, is a way to shortchange an experience you may never have again. You can't do this online, you can't do this remotely, you gotta be physically present because it is the definition of experiential learning.
to pursue something hands-on. When I teach an acting class, the students act. At the end of it all, a small fraction will go on and take another acting class. But everybody knows what they know about acting because they did it, not because they learned about it in some appreciation class. So let's talk about what students of the arts get in addition to professional training if that's their goal. Well, you collect a series of traits and characteristics you can't major in but are the definitions of a successful experience in college. You learn about collaboration, problem solving, analytical skills, especially critical thinking and creative thinking. You learn about originality. You learn about a thing called perseverance. You even learn about moxie. Hey, don't you all remember when TVs used to be fat? Remember big fat TVs? You probably got them in your basement right now wondering how to recycle them. One day, all the big fat TV engineers woke up and they realized TVs had become skinny. They didn't throw themselves off a bridge. The ones who were properly trained in creative inquiry adapted to the fact that their livelihood dried up yesterday and something new has to happen today. Studying the arts gets you ready for this very important thing. Let's talk about what requirements are. You come to college, you went to high school, and you said you learned that you have to do things. There are requirements. Well, what are requirements? What, if you really think creatively and critically about requirements, you can say, oh, that's what you have to do to get your degree. But you can also understand them to be the absolute least you have to do. In a way, you can say all requirements are minimum requirements. And those of you who have passed through college already, and those of you who are admitted to a place like Lehigh, have not led a life of doing the least you have to do. So for prospective students, don't plan on starting that the day you start college. Plan on mining the curriculum and the experience for everything that's out there, including the arts. Parents, ask yourself this question. Are you professionally engaged in exactly what you majored in in college? Prospective students, ask your parents. Are you doing exactly what you majored in? Or isn't there inevitable change? Some are. If you want to be an accountant, I guess you should major in accounting. But short of things like that, very little holds true. You don't have to keep doing it. My father was an electrical engineer. He hated it. He did it for three years and he moved on. He went into the electrical construction business. As I said, I started life in college as a pre-medical student. I understood what the world of the arts meant. I had a year abroad and everything changed. The arts will unify and diversify your imagination. I mentioned that studying the arts encourages you to have an appreciation for diversity, diversity of the material you'll encounter, be it music or artistic visual arts or, or in theater, my field. Um, there's a couple of interesting anecdotes about that in my, in my experience. Um, I remember we, we tend to rehearse our plays in the evenings after classes, and I remember one student coming to me and saying, uh, Professor Ripa, can we start a little later because um, I'm having trouble um, because I, I, I can't eat all day. I said, what do you mean you can't eat all day? She said, well, uh, it's Ramadan. 
and um, I, I have to, you know, once the sun goes down, I can eat, and then I can get to rehearsal. And I had never experienced this before. And I said, of course, absolutely. And the rest of the cast, who had never experienced the idea of, oh, we have to accommodate for an interesting a, a cultural thing that has that's not wasn't part of my high school. Likewise, years ago, I was directing a classical play from France, a play by Moliere. And I had a number of students in it. Some of them were, a couple of them were football players. Interesting, strapping lads. It was the springtime. They weren't, they had spring practice. And they were wearing these wigs and flowing garments and highly um, um, decorative pieces, high heel shoes. Well, one of them came to me and said, Professor Ripa, I have a problem. I said, what's your problem, Paul? He said, I weigh 249 pounds. I said, oh, Paul, that's terrible. No one your age should have to wait. He said, no, no, you don't understand. I've lost weight and the coach is upset because I come from practice right to rehearsal. What am I going to do? I said, oh, Paul, we'll take care of that. And, you know, because the Philadelphia Eagles used to practice at Lehigh in the summer, we had a lady who knew how to make picnic baskets with 9,000 calorie uh, dinners. So, Paul, the football players would pick up their food, come to rehearsal, and interact with arts and sciences students, engineers, business students, and experience some cultural activity from a time and place that was unrelated to now while pursuing all of their other curricular and extracurricular interests. Studying the arts helps you see things fundamentally differently, helps you see things critically. You don't look at something and say, oh, that's how it is. You see a creative solution and you're not bound by habit or by expectation. The analogy I like to use is, you know, sometimes people say, hey, you can tell a lot about someone. Ask them, is the glass half empty or half full? And people who've studied the arts, people who've learned to think critically can sometimes take a half a step back and say, wait a minute, is it even the right glass? Let's not start from whether or not your trick question is going to get me. Let's start from, is it even the right glass? Einstein is said to have observed, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. We have to think differently to raise new questions, new possibilities, and to regard old problems from a new angle. This requires a creative imagination. Studying critically and creatively in the arts will open a world of seeing and learning unavailable elsewhere, and will also reward with the gift of constructive skepticism. When faced with that inevitable change we spoke of at the top, we will constantly ask how we can find more and more beautiful solutions to life's challenges.